Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're so glad to have you all back with us for this month's podcast. We hope you have been enjoying the episode so far. And if you haven't, go back and watch the previous episodes. Yes, we're so excited. This is February, second month of 2024, which is crazy. The month is flying by. And yeah. it is Heart Health yeah. Month. It is also Black History, Black History Month. Month. Yes. <laughs> so we wanted to get on here and kind of give you guys a, kind of an introduction to Black History Month. And then also we'll introduce our special guest a little bit later. So um, Janelle, yeah. give it over to you. Yes. So Black History Month is something that um, we observe once a year in many countries, especially the United States, Canada, United Kingdom. Um, and throughout this month, we recognize and honor the, achie the achievements and contributions mm -hmm. and struggles of African-Americans throughout history. It goes back hundreds and hundreds of years. And um, yeah, so like during this month, we love to spread educational awareness, um, provide, we use this as an opportunity to educate the people um, about the overlooked contributions contributions that the Black African Americans right. have contributed to America, such as like, you know, science, art, literature, politics, mm -hmm. civil rights, um, and so many other different inventions. And we also use it to help um, broaden the perspectives and stereotypes and misconceptions. So highlighting the achievements of the African American people is so important throughout this month. Absolutely. Yeah. And I agree. Um, and I'm going to give you guys like five reasons why it's important to celebrate Black History Month because, you know, there's still a lot to learn. You mm -hmm. know, we still need to educate. So the first reason is that there's still a lot to learn about, about Black history. And That's in order for us to kind of get to where we want to go in the society, we have to know where we've come from. And then, you know, just teach others about Black history that isn't known. There's a lot of Black people, African-Americans that created things that is not recognized. And so it's important for us to educate everyone else you know mm -hmm. um but the second reason is it unites us so we are able to come together and celebrate and kind of just uh, recognize our accomplishments and know that yes we still have a long way to go but we've come so far as a society absolutely um yeah and then also number three it, it helps us to celebrate our differences and that has a lot of benefits to, benefits to it so different individuals bring their own kind of flair to things and kind of bring their own perspective to the table. And so that often can lead to a more positive environment and just help us to come together and know that, yes, not all Black people are the same, but we all mm -hmm. share that common, that common thing. Um, right. Exactly. And then also, yeah. And then also for me, I think it also helps me better understand how important our our stories are how important our ancestors stories are and I feel like Black History Month shouldn't like just be focused just on those famous people but also just people that are going above and beyond that are building the strength that are raising up awareness and empowering others I feel like that is another time for us to not just think about you know the famous icons the, you know like exactly. Rosa Parks Martin Luther King like yes they're right. great and they did their thing, but I feel like we should also use that as a time to recognize each other. Um, and with that, my fifth point is that Black History Month reminds us to just dig deeper, think bigger. So, you know, 
just know that, okay, what can I do when I wake up every day to make a difference? Not mm-hmm. even just in our own community, but in society as a whole. Um, yes, yes. And I think it's it's what we do with those choices, that's up to us. So Black History Month stands as a reminder to all of us to just reimagine where we're going and kind of see what the new heights are, how achievable those are, and to set those goals and to make history again and again and again. So I'm super excited about this episode. We are also going to introduce our special guest, who is Tawanda Prince. She's yes. a four-time, <laughs> she's a four-time heart attack survivor. If you watched January's episode, which if you haven't, recommend you to go back and watch that. But she's a four-time heart attack survivor. She has a pacemaker and defib- uh, defibrillator, excuse me. And she just has a testimony to share about heart health. February is, is heart health month, which mm-hmm. is funny because it's also valentine's day in february so love month heart month um so she'll share her story share her story and just give some tips on how to live a, a, a great life with heart disease and also give some tips on how to preserve your heart um so yeah super excited about that so janelle i don't have anything else for black history month but i'm excited for this episode Yes, I'm so excited to hear more from our special guests. And um, just to recap over Black History Month, use this month to uh, educate and spread awareness, uh, recognize those, not only the famous ones, but those in our community as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Recognize our culture, our heritage, promote social justice and equality, and inspire and empower someone this month. Do something for your community, okay? This is the time for us to celebrate, reflect, learn, and take action to honor our past and uh, and empower um, the present and future generations to come, okay? So we hope to see you guys next month, and we hope you enjoy our special guest. Thank you, yes. And um, use this, as Janelle said, use this as a time to give back, but also know that when March hits April, May, that you should continue to do those things and continue to uplift, you know, everyone around you. So with that, um, we're going to segue into our special guest, Ms. Tawanda Prince. Yes, we hope you enjoy. Thank you. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Access to Wellness podcast. As we mentioned earlier, we have our special guest, Ms. Tawanda Prince, online with us now to discuss heart health since it is February, which is Heart Health Month. So, hi. Hello there. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well also. Um, so I get I gave a, a brief introduction earlier um to you, but did you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Well, I'm not sure um what all I should add. As you know, I am a heart attack survivor. I've been living with the effects of that for uh, a quarter of a century now. (laughs) And um, so my journey has been quite extensive and um, I've got uh, some pointers for those who may be embarking on that or need more information Mm -hmm. so they don't have to embark on that. Okay. All right. Well, um, we can go ahead and get started. That was that was great. So um, can you share a little bit about your journey as a heart attack survivor and how that has kind of influenced your perspective on heart health? 
Okay, so great question. Well, my journey, as I said, quarter of a century ago, uh, in January of 99, I was at work, came back uh, four days from maternity leave with my beautiful daughter. And um, I had a heart attack at work, unexpected. I didn't have any risk factors per se. I didn't really have any warning. This thing just happened. Mm. Um, had a heart attack at work, went to the hospital. And after a few days, uh, had another test that was done and everything spiraled out of control from there. Um, on that same day, I had uh, three or three more heart attacks. Two of them were cardiac arrest. <clears throat> and um, that's uh, also something important to know. There's a difference between a heart attack and a full cardiac arrest. Uh, but I had two where I cardiac arrest where I coded, which means I died and had to be resuscitated or shocked back. Um, mm-hmm. and then, um, also had another heart attack that day and, uh, had open heart surgery and a few other procedures all in that one day. Some people say, boy, that was a, right. <laughs> a bad day. And I go, well, it depends on how you look at it. It was a good day cause I'm still here. So, mm-hmm. uh, miracles, all kinds of miracles happened that day as well. So I'm grateful, but, um, so that's, that was the start of this journey which was 25 years ago. And I have uh, had to learn and adapt my lifestyle um, Mm -hmm. to fit my condition, which has changed over the years. Um, You know, you go through different phases. And um, so here we are. Um, Wow, yeah, that is definitely a story. And I think... It's great that you share your story. I know you have a book out um, that has your story and testimony in it um, that we can definitely plug that in the end. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, yes, the book is Thunder Knocking at My Heart, Living Through the Storm of a Life Shattered, um, which it details uh, not only the events of that day, a little bit more about my life, but also at the end of the book, I talk about what we do when a storm hits our lives. Mm. Uh, It's definitely, this journey has been a faith journey for me. And it was my faith that got me through uh, Mm -hmm. that crises and has carried me through these last 25 years, um, along with support of family and friends and medical treatment, but that faith has been the key. So the book talks about that and how do you start from ground zero and work your way up. Here's exciting news. I am re-releasing Thunder. Um, This year is 25 years. So I am releasing my 25th anniversary um, edition and it's called Thunder Knocking at My Heart, The Silver Lining, because you know, silver uh is the 25th anniversary mm-hmm. usually is commemorated with silver and then you know every cloud has a silver lining so this cloud thing that hit my life has had a silver lining right, and right. so the new version of the book <clears throat> will focus on what's happened since this other book was written mm-hmm. and um even more of a, a hope journey 
um, for those that face crises. Okay. Um, well, thank you for sharing that. So a question that I have for you is what steps, I know you were talking about this lifestyle. So what steps do you take to maintain like a healthy heart lifestyle? And how do you kind of like prioritize your heart health every day? Okay, well, that's good. That's a good question. So I'm no health guru. Right, <laughs> and I right. loves me a good piece of fried chicken every now and again. <laughs> However, um, I was given some advice when I first uh, started this journey. And it was something simple, more better, less worse. Mm-hmm. And it's like, huh? More better, less worse. Meaning make the effort more of the time or most of the time to do better. And there's an occasion, there are those times when, you know, not so good, right? So um, one of the things I do is I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not a big, um, you know, gym person, Mm -hmm. but I go to the pool. So I joined the pool, gosh, this must've been back in like 2016. And I started going uh, a few days a week. It's great. I mean, it is absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. It gives me some uh, aerobic exercise as well as I, I used weights in the water. So I get mm-hmm. some strengthening in and um, and that helps me to maintain not just weight, but just um, maintain and strengthen the heart. Your heart is a muscle and it needs to be strengthened. Mm-hmm. And one of my doctors once told me when I said that I was swimming or, or you know, doing water aerobics. And he says, well, when you build your legs, you're almost building a new heart mm-hmm. because the muscles in your leg help pump the blood through, which when you have a weakened heart, it's not as strong to pump the blood. So the muscles in the legs assist the wow. heart in, in circulation. It's like, wow. So that's a big thing for me. Um, I do some bike riding and some walking. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously I don't ride when it's cold and I can't ride when it's really, really hot either because it's just too hot for me. So spring and fall, I get a little bike riding in. I live near the beach. And so mm-hmm. I like to take my bike and go ride on the uh, breezeway of the beach or boardwalk area of the beach. It's great. Um, and I walk sometimes on the beach, but those three things are my exercise, if you will. I'm also active. So I don't just sit on the couch every day, but I participate (laughs) in, (laughs) I participate in theater. So I actually have a performance this weekend. I'm performing in the color purple, Mm -hmm. but I perform several times a year in productions, which is really very, um, good because it keeps me active it gives me something to do and Mm -hmm. i'm dancing and singing and and really just maintaining so that i'm not sedentary um so keeping active it doesn't have to be you know lifting weights at the gym but just keeping yourself active Um, another thing i do is i take my medicine (laughs) Mm -hmm. that sounds like something simple but um i take my meds uh, according to what they tell me. Sometimes I argue with them because maybe I may feel a little funny about something or I've done some research. That's the other thing. Do your research, you know, yeah. know your information, know how things affect uh, or can affect your body and then be clear on, you know, um, any signs and symptoms that you may see 
or experience that um, go against what you've been prescribed. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is know your numbers. Like yes, yeah. know your numbers. Your your what is your normal blood pressure? What is your blood sugar? What is your normal heart rate? I I happen to have a fast heart rate. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and I happen to have a low blood pressure. So when I go to uh, the doctor, or if I'm in an emergency situation and my heart rate is elevated, I know something is wrong because it's normally not like that. Right. And people assume because you're a cardiac patient, oh yeah, you, you've got high blood pressure too. No, I don't. So mm-hmm. um, that was one of the key things when I first had the heart attack was that I was, I was a teacher and I wasn't feeling well. The school nurse, when she took my blood pressure, it was 165 over some number. I can't remember the lower number right now, but normally my blood pressure was a 90 over 60. So that was exponentially higher. Mm -hmm. We knew something was wrong. Something was going on. So you need to know your numbers. You need to know what the normal is. And then you need to know what your normal is as well as um, your family history you know yeah I'm definitely gonna ask yes that's that's so important it is because if you've got a history of heart disease in your family or just like they'll 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 ask you if you if it has anyone in your uh, family had cancer you know knowing your family history now for some of us that's hard some of us we don't know the other side of our family you know maybe you're not connected to your dad's side or your mom's side or whatever but as much information as you have that you can plug in, it, it paints a picture for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you should know, oh, if there's a history of this thing in my family, I have to be more vigilant about making sure that I don't fall in line with that. Yeah, it's definitely important. I, I know I, I have my cardiologist that I see every year and it's important to, to stay up on, on those kinds of things. So my next question for you is, um, how important is it for individuals um, to advocate for their own heart health and seek medical attention, you know, when or if needed? Oh, this is great. This is a great question. It's a loaded question too. And so <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to, I want to kind of go back a little bit when I talked about, you know, knowing your numbers and all, even young people, because the disclaimer or the misnomer is that, well, I'm young. Well, I was young when this happened to me. I was mm-hmm. 37 years old. Not really the time, the the age that you think a person having a heart attack, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. even though you're young, know your numbers, know your information, um, advocate for yourself. Uh, oftentimes, women and women of color are dismissed or um, down downplayed when they go mm-hmm. to emergency room because um, for, for various reasons, I won't get into the politics of that, but uh, if you feel, how do you say, if you see something, say something, mm-hmm. if you feel something, right. say something um, and say something again and again, and don't take no for an like answer an and don't let others tell you, oh, it's nothing. Oh, don't worry about it. No, let's check it out till you have clarity. And it's okay to question what they tell you. It's okay. Like I said, when they, when they give me a new medicine, I do my research. I look it up. I question, I ask. The first thing I ask is what is the long-term effect? 
I've been taking some of these medicines for 25 years. Right. Uh, most people that have what I have, they may have this at 60. So 25 years down the line, they're probably not here or they're at the end of the road. But I started taking these medicines at 20, I mean, excuse me, at 37. So there is a possibility, more of a possibility of me uh, experiencing long range effects because I've been taking them for a long time and prayerfully will be taking them for a lot longer. And so um, I asked, what are the long-term effects? You know, what are the side effects? What should I look for? When should I call for help? When should I stop? Um, because it, it, those decisions matter. And um, it was something else you asked. The last part of it was said, when should you advocate? And yeah, um, and I think you pretty much answered it, just how important okay. it is for individuals to advocate for themselves. And that also goes yeah. into like getting a second opinion. If you have a doctor that you're not comfortable with or you feel like they are not giving you the answers that you need or maybe brushing you off or rushing you out, it's always mm -hmm. important, you know, to have that, that second opinion. Um, yes, it is. Yes, and it have is. people, you know, other people to talk to. There's lots of support groups out there for those mm -hmm. and you can have, ask questions. Like I know there's Facebook groups who'd be like, does anybody else feel this? Or mm -hmm. has this happened to you? So That's good. Now, uh, mind you, when this happened to me, there was no Facebook. <laughs> oh my gosh, right. <laughs> uh, there was no, but they did have, they did have support groups. I never actually got a chance to attend, but they did have support groups and they also um had this group that i was interested in it was called wounded healers and it was those of us that have been through that we mm. can um actually extend to others uh going through so they they do have that kind of group available or they did at that time it's just unfortunately i wasn't able to participate mm -hmm. yeah i had a new baby and another young child and um life was quite hectic and i was just trying to heal myself and strengthen myself and and get back to normal, what, the new normal, excuse me. And that's another thing, you know, um, what is the new normal? Like I yeah. had to adjust to a new normal. Life has not been the same. So things that people take for granted or that you always do or that I always did, I either had to learn to do them a different way or not do them at all mm -hmm. because what, or at a different level, because, um, this thing had, you know, happened, but, um, thank God, you know, it wasn't a death sentence. Right. right and yeah. so this is, um, important to, to note about my journey that although there have been many, many, many challenges to overcome, I still press forward in faith to overcome them. Wow. That's, that leads actually to my next question. Of what are your hopes for the future of heart health awareness and treatment options out there available? Mm. Well, um, here's something they told me when I uh, first left the hospital. And they said, well, good news, bad news. You know, the bad news is that um because I actually had quadruple bypass. I think I didn't say that before. Mm -hmm. Um, but I had quadruple bypass and um they said, well, quadruple bypass only lasts a certain amount of years. And um which 
praise God, I have surpassed those years at this point. But when I was first starting out, they said, well, it only lasts X amount of years. But the good news is by the time you would need intervention, there will probably be so many more things that will be available to help you. Wow. And I have seen that. I've seen the development of new medicines. I take uh, a commercial. Now. <laughs> I take all the commercials. I, I make a joke. I take all the commercials. The sun will come out tomorrow, you know, all the things. Um, <laughs> but I take a lot of those, what I call designer medicines, but they've been developed to uh, counteract a lot of uh, people that have counteract a lot of the um, condition that mm -hmm. I have. And so uh, I am grateful for that. But of course, you on the commercials, as they say, there are lots of side effects that come with those medicines, too. So you have to uh, outweigh, you know, see which is better. Is it better, to, you know, to use the treatment or to not based on the side effects and side effects affect everyone differently. However, I will say that they have um, they have more innovative procedures um, I see several, I see three cardiologists, um, and some people may not be aware there are different types of cardiologists. And so oh. I see one for just my regular heart care. I see a, um, I have a pacemaker and defibrillator. So I see an electrophysiologist for that. And then I'm actually a heart failure patient. Mm -hmm. So, um, when you have heart failure, which is different from heart disease, I see a heart failure specialist as well. So, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, really yeah. Interesting. yeah. So there's, so I say, yeah, so, so I'm constantly going to the doctor to see one or the other. Right, right, right. Or something. <laughs> and sometimes the treatments, you know, they try to work in tandem, but one will prescribe something that kind other of, one. it's like, well, <laughs> the other one said that that will lower the blood pressure too much. But this guy is like, well, this is, we're talking about mortality here and this is going to extend your mortality. I'd rather have mm -hmm. you have the lightheadedness with the low blood pressure, yeah, but give exactly. you a few more years or whatever. So, yeah. and it's always come down to a decision. So again, that's where my faith comes in because I really, I pray about it and I really see God on my decisions and what I should take and not take. And, uh, you know, <laughs> um, ultimately is God keeping me, right? So yeah, um, I, I, I don't leave him out when I make the decisions on what I should, what I should take and, and not take, um, you know, um, and there are other procedures and things that uh, have been developed to help people, uh, to help people like me. And they always scratch their head because it's uh, really a miracle that I'm not only mm -hmm. am I still here, but that I function at the level that I function at. Wow. Well, thank you. Um, I have one more question, um, and it's not really a question, but finally, what piece of advice would you like to leave our audience with regarding heart health and just living like a fulfilling life after these heart-related um, experiences? Okay. Um, well, some of it I touched on already, you know, make sure you know, you know, you know your stuff, you know your numbers, you know the signs, you know the symptoms, you know um, what the risk factors are. And, um, you know, I, I, we hear this all the time. Oh, you know, eat better, stop smoking, stop drinking, stop, you know, start exercising. Like these are things that we hear all the time. And we, we have that playing in the back of our minds, but it's not always so easy to follow that, 
through. So I like to tell people, you know, eat that elephant one bite at a time. Like mm-hmm. recently I took things to another level. I cut out or cut down so immensely um, sugar, the intake of sugar. And um, I cut out things with uh, high fructose corn syrup in it. And mm-hmm. um, I changed over, you know, I eat mostly, you know, brown rice, brown bread. Now, every now and again, I want a bowl of rice with something. I eat it. But again, more better, less worse, right? More brown rice, more brown bread, you know, um, you know, the lattes and all of those types of things that we enjoy in the ice cream. I haven't had ice cream since the summer. I love ice cream, mm-hmm. but I love being here more. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so I cut out the ice cream, you know, I, I, those mm-hmm. types of things. Um, and 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 choosing um, to make small incremental changes will bring about great results. So that would be, you know, my advice. The other thing yeah. too is making sure that, um, you know, your family, your people are aware of, um, you know, what you need, what's going on with you, um, because if something should happen in a crisis, somebody has to be able to step in and advocate for you possibly. So um, having uh, some kind of partner in your journey um, is good. I also recommend, um, you know, having someone to talk to. Therapy is a good thing. Um, Having, uh, you know, someone that you can uh, work through if you, if you've had a crisis, work through it through that crisis. And if you're not in crisis, having a coach that can help you to uh, optimize your health is is a great uh, great resource. Um, okay, right. I, I, I think I answered those questions. Um, <laughs> if anyone is interested in um, purchasing the book. They can, can I give the website and all that? Of course, yes. Okay, great. So the website is tawandaprince.com and that's T-A-W-A-N-D-A, Prince, P-R-I-N-C-E.com. On there, you'll find my books. Mm -hmm. I'm also a life coach. You'll find information on there regarding that. And um, you can, uh, I think, sign up for a... uh, free discovery session on there as well, uh, if you're interested. But also the new book will be coming out before February ends because what is February? (laughs) Hard Health Month. So uh, next week I'll be launching for pre-sales, the Silver Lining book, which I'm really, really excited about. The cover is awesome. I can't wait. And and so, and keep up with me. You can find me on social media. On the Facebook, you know, we old people say the Facebook, right? (laughs) So you can find me on the Facebook under Tawanda Brathwaite Prince. That's B-R-A-T-H-W-A-I-T-E Prince. And on Instagram, Tawanda underscore Prince. Well, um, it's been a great conversation with you. If you all did not see last month's episode, um, she was also on that one. (laughs) So. Check that one out. That was great. Uh, talking about goal setting for the year, um, which can be applied throughout the year. And so we, I just want to thank you for joining the podcast today. We really appreciate you coming on here and sharing your story. And um, thank you all for listening. Make sure you follow the podcast and share it with with your friends. All right. Okay. Well, thank you very much, and uh, happy and healthy hearts to all.
I love it.